wife, mother, autism and life with the Rendles. Or W-M-A-T-L with the Rendles. Hi everyone, thanks for those that are returning to listen, listen to um, another one of my podcasts and welcome to all the new listeners that we have today. Um, hope you like the show. I just want to go over something real quick. Um, we've had some feedback from the first couple of podcasts that um you know i'm talking about too much in a podcast or i'm flip-flopping and you know going backward and back and forth with stories and there's too much going on you know i just want to say that changing from subject to subject um is something that i do you know let me explain that this podcast is not going to be a structured podcast I'm not going to focus on one subject and just talk about it. I want this to be a conversation. I want it to be unscripted. I want you to get to know me and the way that I am. And the way that I am, you know, I'm, I'm, you're going to get the whole, the real me. Do you know what I mean? The conversation jumper, the hyper energized, running on adrenaline, crazy ass, over 40, wife, mother, of a teenager and two boys of autism i am not the norm and my podcast is not going to be the structured norm so you know this podcast idea has literally come from one of my random and weird conversations in the garden with a stranger (laughs) who is now one of my friends you know um i was doing this you know backward and forward conversation jumping and you know it got to the point where you know, he was like, wow, I, I don't have kids. I don't have, you know, um, your life. But it's so interesting. I think you should do a podcast. And this is literally, so many people have said this. It just jumped into, after I spoke to him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it. But I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, I'm sorry. I really do feel sorry. Like, if, if you don't, um, if you think it's too much for you, I apologise. But I can't change. I This is how I am. I'm literally over 40 now can you teach an old dog new tricks well you can but I like me I like who I am this is how I am so I apologize if it's a bit too fast-paced too many stories too much going on but that is my life my life is fast-paced my life is literally hopping from conversation to conversation I think some um, people also call it parental Tourette's because I literally go 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 um so yeah, I'm, I apologise, but this is how the podcast will be my own structure. Um, because another thing is all my stories are intertwined. So sometimes when I'm talking about a story, it links to another story and to another story. And then it will come back full circle to the original story. So we will get there in the end. But please try and keep up, if you can, um, with my, my ways. Um, so I hope that explains everything for you. So... Um, on to the next topic. Um, I just want to say that my last two podcasts were really, really serious. And, you know, um, I don't want to be serious all the time. Um, so this one's going to be more about parenting, my style of parenting um, of a teenager. And why I guess why I parent in, in these ways. So it's a bit more lighter, um, a bit more sort of opinionated please remember that everything i say in my podcasts 
are my opinion and what I've gone through. Um, so we'll start with, uh, <laughs> so parenting a teenager, I've had so many people say things to me, like, you know, as I grow up, you know, I've got my first, my sort of, my first biological child that I start to, um, parent, Olivia, um, she started, obviously she start you start high school when you're 11 years old and before that I had a lot of people saying, no, it, well, it, get, it will get easier when they become teenagers, but on the flip side, I had some people say that, you know, when you, when your child becomes a teenager, that's when you do the intensive parenting, especially in the current climate that we're in, you know, with teenagers just going wild. Now, with me, um, one of the things I, I really, um, really, really put into Olivia as a child was lying. Lying is the worst thing you could do. Um, she said, oh, and, and as a kid, you know, she would um, be inquisitive and say, oh, but what if I murdered somebody? Is that worse than lying? I was like, no, lying is worse because if you murdered someone, I'd want you to come and tell me <laughs> um, and then we will deal with it together the right way and get you the help that you need. But first and foremost is you always need to be honest with me. And this stemmed from the fact that when Olivia was starting to talk, when she was about 18 months, two years old, um, she lied a lot. And I don't know where it was coming from. You know, you know, she would, I remember she fell down the stairs and maybe she wasn't lying. Maybe it was her interpretation of what she saw. So she fell down the stairs at a train station once and I sort of grabbed her to stop her from falling. And in her mind, she saw something else. So when she came back to tell everyone, she, you know, she turned around and was like, my mum threw me down the stairs at the train station. I'm like, oh my God, that's a lie. She, you know, she never did that. Or I never did that, you know, or she would just come up with these really crazy stories. Like um, she used to bruise so easily. I don't know if that was her being mixed race I don't know because I never bruised as a child as a black person and um she uh <laughs> she I remember her going to my sister's house and um she had all these bruises on her leg and my sister said to her you know how you know where did you get them from and she sat in the bath and she just went mummy did it oh my gosh I swear to god I was like this girl is going to get me into trouble so that's where the whole you know, lying is the worst thing you could do came from um, with her growing up because I was so afraid she was going to get me into trouble with her lies. So, um, grow, um, up, up to the age of 11, you know, lying was the worst, worst possible thing you could do to me. So that was like the, um, the top, um, at the top of our list of the worst things. And I think because of that, um, it made her a bit more honest. Um, we started this out, obviously, when she was two because <laughs> we found out she was a liar. Um, and then I started to worry about her going into high school and, you know, teenagers become more secretive from their parents. They, you know, they there's a bit more peer pressure going on. So I, I started to worry. And um, I came up with this um, idea, really, that I have a... I have a real interest in the oldie worldie stuff, like, you know, the 1940s, the war, all that. I, you know, I like to dress up like that. And um, 
what I love is vintage teas and tea sets. So when she started high school, I um, came up with this idea that we would every Saturday, once a week, um, you know, obviously life is busy. I was lucky enough and I always say that I was lucky enough to be a stay at home mum. My husband, Andrew, was working and I was a stay at home mum. And um, so once a week on a Saturday, um, I said to, you know, I'd say to Olivia, OK, we're going to have afternoon tea at home. And I had all the vintage teas and um, teacups and saucers and teapots and, um, you know, those cake stands and everything. And I would she would help me um, set it all up, make the tea. And it was under the proviso that on these afternoon teas we would be I would be sort of teaching her I'd be teaching her etiquette because let me tell you about these kids some of them just they don't know how to hold a cup teacup how to act in polite society all that kind of stuff so it was under the provider that I would be teaching her etiquette but here's the stipulation during afternoon tea on this Saturday this was the time that I was not her mother so I said to her on this Saturday you can tell me whatever you want to tell me and you will never get punished. Whatever you tell me during afternoon tea stays during afternoon tea. And this was sort of my idea that if she has, uh, what do they call it when, um, I guess, amnesty. Um, if she has this amnesty... Um, and she doesn't get punished for anything, she will always tell me the truth during this Saturday. So um, it started off really well. We would, She would make the teas and we would just be talking about stuff, but you could see she was very guarded. And after a while, um, she started to let her guard down and she'd tell me about her school week and who her friends were and what was going on. And we did this for a good couple of years, um, you know, while she was in high school. And the things that I found out, I'm telling you, it was... Do you know what it was? A, um, it was very hard for me, and as a parent, you've got to learn to be the best actor or actress or whatever. Because when she would be telling me some things um, during this afternoon tea, I'm literally sitting there with like my face is just blank, and I'm just like, yes, really, but inside. I am having all these types of emotions. I've got explosions going off and going, oh my God, what is my daughter being, you know, exposed to? How am I going to deal with this? And like, this was my insides. Um, but outside, I'm just like, oh my God, really? That's so, wow. But inside, I'm just like, F, 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 F. What do I do? Oh my God, oh my God. And she's telling me stuff about, you know, maybe her friend or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm not... I am not going to react. And, you know, as I said, it took a while because she used to test me. Um, but by me not reacting on that Saturday, it just meant that she could tell me more the next Saturday and more the next Saturday. Um, now you're thinking to yourselves, like, probably like, well, how do you how did you deal with what she told you? I would just let her talk. And if she asked me what she should do, then I would try and, you know, give her some advice. But other than that, I would not bring it up again. Um, because you had to give her that trust. 
don't get me wrong, I felt I felt like sometimes that when she did something during the week, um, I'd react be reacting a bit more harshly just because of what she told me on the Saturday. <laughs> but I never ever told her off for anything she told me on the Saturday. Um and then what happened is obviously, you know, as they get older, the, the afternoon teas get less and less. Um and you know, but what happened I found was that we were talking more during the week. And she was telling me more about her school days during the week until now. So this all started at 11 years old and now she's 17. We don't have afternoon tea anymore. But what we do have is conversation and our conversations are so in-depth. And she tells me absolutely everything. And for a 17-year-old to tell her mum absolutely everything, I think is kind of... um, an exception to the rule the rule is that 17 year olds don't talk to their parents but she does she um you know she does talk to me and she um asks me for advice and if she's upset she'll talk to me if something's going on in her life she'll talk to me I know you know all about her friends and but I don't judge her you know I let her speak and I think this is the thing that parents have to do is they have to let their child speak and they have to um their child's emotions are valid you know whether it's irrational or not their emotions are valid and by being able to let her talk on that Saturday it taught her but it also taught me as her parent to listen so I had to force myself to listen and not react as a parent um as a parent wants to react you know because you want to take care you want to protect them from everything but sometimes you have to let them um deal with a lot of things on their own so that they can develop the emotional um the emotional maturity you know and by having conversations like that it you know it worked um one of the things um you know my daughter and I have is the fact that we do have these open conversations um so since she was younger now this is a bit um controversial you you know this is very controversial because I banned my daughter from watching anything like Coronation Street or EastEnders at a young age. Um, those kind of soapy stuff um, when she was younger because she... Um, I just didn't think that they really told a story. So let's use EastEnders, for instance. If something terrible happens in EastEnders and there's there's, there's going to be a long plot line. You know, it's TV. They want to keep viewers coming back for more, for more. But as a child, they see something on EastEnders and there's no um, wrap-up. There's no sort of explanation. There's no consequences for maybe three or four months down the line. And by then, the child might have finished watching it or not be watching it again. So they're not going to see the consequences or see um, what happens if you do this, you know. What I did allow her to watch, okay, I'm going to get a lot of judgment from this. But my mum was a real crime drama person. So um, what I did used to let her watch is I used to let her watch um, Law and Order SVU. Now, one of the things that I've started having with my daughter is open conversations from a young age um, about sex, um, the the body of a, f- a female, the body of a man, we had open conversations about it. Um, and so when she used to watch Law and Order SV, she's probably been watching it from the age of seven or eight. She used to watch it with my mum. 
if you had any questions i would say if you've got any questions come and talk to mummy we will discuss it openly um and the reason i used to watch let her watch that is because yes something terrible did happen but within that one episode something terrible would happen you'd see the lead up you'd see what happened you'd see how they would investigate and what was wrong and what was right and there would be a conclusion as to the something the person who did something bad would get their comeuppance so there would be consequences so they'd see the consequences so in one episode you'd see all of that and it wasn't prolonged and there wasn't you she wasn't going to miss it further down the line so when she was watching those kinds of shows where there were consequences, where everything was sort of tied up, she would then ask me questions about it and we would have long conversations about it. And so now she knows that actually there are consequences for your actions. Whereas when you watch those soaps, you know, children's brains are really impressionable. So um, you can't just let them watch SVU and then not talk about it. You let them watch it, but then you have a conversation about it you know with her and that is why I think we have such an open conversation now is because I would have those open conversations with her and I have been having them for so long so you know um we started then we ended up with the tea parties as as well you know and a lot of I say teenage um parenting a teenager doesn't start when they are a teenager the parenting of a teenager starts from the beginning of parenting you know, you can't just think, oh, they're a kid, they're a kid, they're a kid. And then when they turn into a teenager, you've got a different type of parenting. No, it doesn't work like that, you know, because if you're going to parent one way for most of their childhood, how can you then expect a child to um, completely change, you know? Um, okay, so metaphor like not a metaphor but I did this course um I did a child minding course once and and the person who was teaching it um basically did did this little test and it, it made so much sense so we were all sitting in a room having our training and she said okay it's time for lunch but leave your bags and coats where you're sitting I'm going to lock the door and then we can come back um so we did we went out to lunch and as all of us adults we left then we all came back but what she said was now sit somewhere else I don't want you to sit where your bags and coats are I want you to sit somewhere else now as adults it made all of us feel very uncomfortable to be sitting where someone else's stuff is you've changed the rules you know you've changed the way things are done and as adults we were uncomfortable so you can only imagine how children feel when you've been parenting one way you can do whatever you want you're a child you're a child and then you start putting these rules in as a teenager they are going to freak they're not going to just conform because they're not adults they don't know how to so with parenting um a teenager you know my thing that i i have always thought is you cannot parent a teenager from them being a teenager you have to start the parenting of a teenager from a young age. So, um, you know, and because of that, because I put that, um, I was thinking when she was younger, you know, when she was two and lying to me, I'm making air quotes, those lying, oh my gosh. Um, when I when I think about that, you know, I was thinking about, maybe, well, maybe I wasn't, I don't know, but um, maybe subconsciously I was thinking that I was parenting how I would like 
to parent as a teenager because I, I see it, you know, I see all these, um, I see a lot of parents, um, you know, say, you know, they're just a kid, let them be a kid. I'm like, yes, I want my daughter to be a kid. I want her to enjoy being a child, but I also want her to learn how to be emotionally. I want her to learn um, how to be um, an individual, but I want her to, to learn responsibility as well. You know, it, it's... It's funny because um, <laughs> my husband, Andrew, bless him, he, um, I said this before, he laughs at the fact that I get all my history and all my ideas from TV programs, Disney movies, yada, yada, yada. But when I was growing up, I didn't really have great parenting. I'm, you know, I used to watch TV and see these families on TV and be like, I really want my family to be like that. Because I didn't have that at home. I wanted a different type of family. So I used to look at those families and think, how how can I get that? Um how can I have that um that family and have that relationship um with my children because I want to break away from what is my norm. Um one of the quotes I always say is um be the exception to the rule and not the rule. Now that comes from a TV program. Oh God, what's it called? She's just not that into you. <laughs> um, yes, it's really random, but it works for being a parent. Be the exception to the rule and not the rule, you know? So be yourself is what I'm trying to say. Don't try and be like everybody else. Be yourself. And that's what I've really um, put into my children, I hope. The individuality, be an individual, um, but also just know that you can um, talk to your mum and I'm going to be here for you to um, to help guide you if that's what you want or just to be a sounding board, to be here to listen to you. And I think what parents need to take away from this is listen to your children please because they are sometimes what children do is they tell you something without telling you something and um you know I, I that's one of the things I, I I have to say is I I listen and I want you guys to start listening even like seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds they need you to listen four-year-olds they need you to listen not tell them what to do they just need you to listen to them. And by listening, I don't mean listen to their words, but listen to their actions. Listen to the, how they communicate to you via body language, via eye movements. Please just listen, because when you listen to your children, that's them communicating with you. Um, I think that's where I'm going to leave that, because if I start on another subject, that can go on forever. I'm going to do another podcast and um, the next podcast I'm going to do I think after this one is still the parenting of a teenager because there's like so much more don't get me wrong you know you can't just be like hey parent a teenager in 20 minutes haha <laughs> no there's so much more to it so this one um let's do a quick recap we, you know we're talking about listening to your teenager um listening to your your child like sort of pre-teenager from like two upwards we're talking about um you know, what else are we talking about? Exposure, what they're exposed to, um, teaching them consequences at an early age and follow through, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, 
I'm not saying like what tell them to watch Law and Order SVU. I'm just saying that works for my child. <laughs> you know, my, you what you have to do is you have to look at your individual child and see what's going to work for them. Like with my boys, would I let them watch that? Hell no. They are not able to watch that and understand that. So it's about looking at your child and seeing what they are capable of understanding to learn about consequences and things like that. So just because I have three children, what's worked for my teenager, Olivia, is not going to work for my um, my my boy, Luca, when he turns a teacher, and it's not going to work for Michael when he's a teenager. I have to adjust accordingly. So that's what I'm saying. Just And the way to adjust is by listening. So just listen. That's the biggest thing I can say. And also remember, parenting a teenager doesn't start from your your child becoming a teenager parenting a teenager starts from the moment you start parenting because it's long term okay you can't just switch up because children don't like change just as much as adults don't like change so let's start as we mean to go on so those are the two main factors listening and starting as you mean to go on also third one all children are different so what works for one is not going to work for another that comes you you realize that from listening okay so that's where i'm going to end that today but um thank you for listening everybody um i hope you're happy with that also remember please this is all just my opinion um it's what's worked for me um so as i say you you can take what i what i've done and you can adjust it to what will work for you so Thank you guys for listening. Um, I just want to remind you all, please, that, you know, um, I've got a website. It's WMATL with the Rendles.com. Or my Gmail is um, WMATL with the Rendles at Gmail.com. My Twitter handle is at WMATLS. And my Instagram is at WMATL with the rendles thank you so much for listening i hope i've given good advice i hope um it's helped you and you know i hope you tune in again soon so thanks a lot yay bye